Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We will start the program with what is actually the most important issue today. And we're going to take some head counts here, too. Because it's very, very crucial. Now, if I were your run-of-the-mill talk show host, I would not start with Iran. Because I figured the minute I mention Iran, your eyes glaze over and you'll go off to the music station. But not the Levin audience. Why does Iran matter to us? When you listen to Rand Paul, who a very short time ago was a tour guide for the foreign minister of Iran, who was trashing John Bolton through his surrogate, the Southern Avenger, Jack Hunter, real lowlife, trashing me, trashing Lynn Cheney. Too bad Rand Paul doesn't spend as much time trashing the Islamo-Nazi regime that threatens to nuke us. Rand Paul likes to say Lynn Cheney and others have never seen a war they didn't want. That's pretty sick if you think about it. I would tell Rand Paul and his ilk, America is not to blame for any of these wars. We react. I know I'm supposed to start with Kavanaugh. We'll get there. We'll get there. But first things first, I want to tell you about this attack and why it matters to us. Not even because Saudi Arabia is an ally. It matters to us. Iran, as I read this, used 17 drones and cruise missiles, a combination of both, in a pinpoint perfect attack a thousand miles away on Saudi Arabia's $20 billion what is it and 25 mile square mile Petro processing center several square mile Petro processing center they went after Saudi Arabia's most important facilities and they hit out every one of them. Pinpoint accuracy. Pinpoint accuracy. Now, Mr. Producer, does anybody know about this little tiny country called Bahrain that they have a major naval port there? Do you know that port is home to the United States Fifth Fleet? 
How many of you knew that the United States Fifth Fleet anchors in Bahrain? Do you know Iran can hit and wipe out our Fifth Fleet just as easily as it hit this massive Saudi petroleum facility, knocking out, destroying half of their ability to process their petroleum and 5% of the world's fuel. Boom. This is the same country that's talking about ICBMs, which they're clearly perfecting, with nuclear warheads. Now do I have your attention? Now do I have your attention? And so the media, you know, talk about things that are quasi-important. And so this is crucially important. They can blow out our fifth fleet, and if they use this technology, which shows that they have the ability at pinpoint accuracy, and they will perfect it even more for thousands and thousands of miles away to hit the United States with ICBMs of nuclear warheads, now do you know why it matters to us? Why do we have these code pink Republicans, the, what I'll call the Iran wing of the Republican Party, the Iran wing of the media, deceiving you about what's at stake here. Well, Saudi Arabia can take them on. I don't know if Saudi Arabia can take them on or not. I'm not certain what military action should be taken, but I will say this. If this is allowed to stand, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran will become even more provocative. Think of the Third Reich. That's their mentality. That's their mentality. Think of, of Stalin's Russia. That's their mentality. They believe they are gifted by God, blessed by God to do whatever it is they're doing to advance their cause. That's what they believe. And now we know that their capabilities build up during the course of the Obama administration, build up with $150 billion dollars, that their capabilities are now cutting edge. Cutting edge. And yet we have the fifth column in our country. The attack America first crowd. How, much, how many times have you heard Rand Paul say, how many more wars do we want to be involved in? We don't want to be involved in any wars, Rand. And that kook father of yours. We don't want to be involved in any. But you should at least admit and apologize that you've been dead wrong about this, as have others. Being a propagandist for the foreign minister of Iran, all we need to do, folks, is talk. And I'll tell you what else. We heard the Secretary of Treasury, Mnuchin, say that the president was prepared to talk to Rouhani, the president of this terrorist diabolical regime, without preconditions, perhaps in October at the U.N., that's what he said. And we heard the Secretary of State Pompeo say the same thing at a press conference when he was trashing John Bolton. Now, do they look foolish or not? Very. Very. Well, Mark, it's not our responsibility. We need to protect our fifth fleet. What are we going to do, remove it? Go on a map and look at Bahrain. Do you know half of Iraq is effectively controlled by Iranian militia? 
Ask the Iraqi vets in this country, that is, Americans who fought in Iraq, what they think about that. Do you know about half a serious controlled by Iran? Do you know Hezbollah has effectively taken over Lebanon? Hezbollah is a militia wing, a terrorist wing of Iran. You know Iran is taking over Yemen? Look at the map. And now has directly attacked Saudi Arabia. Directly attacked Saudi Arabia. Not just in an effort to knock off the monarchy, but in an effort to damage our ability and the ability of the rest of the world to navigate in open waters, to move our tankers around, and to destroy a significant percentage of the world's petroleum production ability to drive up the cost of fuel. Another reason why the left in our country is insane, trying to destroy our ability to produce the kind of fuel supplies that we're now capable of producing. But I want you to think about this Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. The pinpoint accuracy. This wasn't some, let's fire a thousand missiles and hope for the best. No. This was calculated. Very, very successful. Very effective. It has the attention of the entire world. Has the intention of the United States, I'm sure. This guy, Rouhani, the president of Iran, now says, we're not meeting with the United States. Go on my social sites, Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. Look how many people commented there. Take down their names saying, there's never a problem with meeting. You can meet and talk. What's the problem? Ladies and gentlemen, there's often a problem with meeting and talking. Because the enemy gets the wrong message. Because the enemy is energized. Because the enemy is not is not fearful. And they will continue to take step after step after step after this. This is about America's national security interest. America's national security interest. And I want you to answer one question in your own minds here. Once they perfect their ICBMs and they're getting very close, once they have the ability to place on those IPMs, uh, ICBMs nuclear warheads, what are you going to say to your children and grandchildren? They're going to be able to blackmail us and threaten us. They're Islamo-Nazis, ladies and gentlemen. They believe that God is telling them what to do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications 
in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and recent and primus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers in Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to in Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit in Primus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's in Primus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Let me address this one. Diane, San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go ahead. Oh, hi. You know, I think it's really possible that President Trump wants to sit down privately, quietly with Iran and say, look, you keep this up. Here's what we're going to do. And he's going to list. The no, 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 no. That's not that may be in your head, but that's not at all what was to be discussed. That's President Trump, though. No, 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 no. That may be in your head. But you have nothing to back that up with. That's not what was going to happen. In fact, Macron over at France wanted to give Iran a $15 billion bridge loan. And that's what they've been pressuring the president to do, and he's resisted it. And I might tell you, Diane, you don't need a personal sit-down meeting with them to tell them what you're thinking. Uh, In fact, that would be kind of bizarre, particularly given what they've been doing. You can send messages, you have diplomats, and of course you can pick up the phone and tell them exactly what you're thinking. When you give a regime like this a personal meeting, you know what you're doing? You're elevating them. You know what they learned? They learned we can blow away half of Saudi Arabia's oil fields, we can build ICBMs, we can threaten to destroy the United States of America, we can continue to push ahead to put nukes on top of our missiles, and we'll get a meeting with the president. Bad idea. I can't think of another example in American history where we would do that. Can you? Well, everybody's done it before. Nobody's done it before, except Obama, maybe. Well, it's the it's the attitude. It's like President Trump. He'll tell them what. Thanks for your call. She's going to repeat herself. Nothing to back it up with, Uh, and she thinks she's helping President Trump. When President Trump has said he's not meeting with him. So she's uh, one or two news cycles behind. So I know people breathlessly, maybe it's because of this, maybe it's because it shouldn't happen and now it's not happening. Sometimes I just don't understand people. I really don't. Think it through. One day our president won't be with us, even if he wins a second term. The Iranians are not going away. So what should the president do? Short of military action, and I'm not saying we should be short of military action, but if we are, what should we do? Should we lift our sanctions? No. There are five areas of waivers that the Secretary of State's office has argued should not be lifted. That is, they shouldn't be imposed on Iran. Will the Secretary of State change his mind now, I hope? There needs to be a lot of pressure on Iran. I read an article the other day, I don't know if it's right or not, that uh, Iran's pension funds are about to collapse, including with the military. Isn't that a good thing? Wouldn't that be great? 
So why would we give them a $15 billion bridge loan? Remember the gentleman who called last week? He had been from Eastern Europe, I believe. No, he was from France, I think, originally, not an American. He said, do you remember how Khomeini wound up in Iran? Because the French government released him. The French make very, very stupid foreign policy decisions, which is why they're a second and third tier country. I don't think we need to be taking advice from Macron, who's got 27% popularity in France and has no background in anything. No background in anything. So the Iranians are pirates on the open sea. They took another uh, oil tanker yesterday. If you go on the uh, internet, you won't read this in many newspapers because the media are the media. You'll see they're kidnapping British and Australians and others left and right now. Um, This attack on Saudi Arabia should grab your attention because of its accuracy, its devastation, and the technology involved. And as I told you before, maybe Rand Paul's not aware of this, the Fifth Fleet is harbored in Bahrain. Should we withdraw? Should we pull back? How about with China? They took over the South China Sea with their fake islands. Should we withdraw, pull back? Should we take our subs off of the uh, Korean Peninsula? Remove them too? Where should we go? Where should we go? Just keep pulling back and back and back and let these various threats and enemies grow and grow and grow. Rand Paul asked a question over the weekend. Why are we in Afghanistan? Is this guy an idiot? Does anybody know why we went into Afghanistan? Anybody? Everybody knows why we went into Afghanistan. Because the Taliban gave safe harbor to al-Qaeda and bin Laden. And if we take all of our troops out of Afghanistan, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, how many more times do we have to lose Americans, heroes, blood, to go back and fight the same battles, go back and fight over the same territory. It's, at one point, we had 140,000 troops in Afghanistan. We're down to 14,000. We have about anywhere from 1,500 to 2,200 special forces in Syria. We have minimal presence in Iraq. We're not an invading army, we're not going to war with these countries. We're trying to make sure we're not attacked. Yes, from 7,000 miles away, that we're not attacked. We're not colonialists. We're not conquerors. These radical libertarians and the radical leftists, really, their minds are warped. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, 
It remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Can't got your tongue? Cough up a furball and call 877-381-3811 right now from Mike Levin. I will say this. If something isn't done, something serious and significant isn't done respecting Iran, they're going to take this as a first step. I'm just telling you. They're going to take this as a first step. And so we'll see what happens. But right now, they're controlling events. Not the world. They are controlling events. It's interesting. This is everything Netanyahu said it would be when he spoke to Congress and was undermined by Barack Obama. And they have an election tomorrow. They're seven hours ahead of us. So it's about 1.35 in the morning, give or take, in Israel. And what's interesting is I've been contacted by a number of media outlets in Israel as a result of my appearance on Hannity Thursday, Mr. Producer, and country, asking me to elaborate on my points. And one of the things I've noticed about the Israeli press, it's extremely left-wing with a few exceptions, but not many. And there's no broad conservative talk radio to counter it. There's no Fox News that has uh, certain primetime hosts who can counter the media. None of that. Some interviewed by a number of outlets, and they were quite good, except for one, the Jerusalem Post, which is a big paper. And uh, I was in the car. This is yesterday. had trouble hearing the gentleman and understanding his broken English, but I did the best I could. And he kept trying to put words in my mouth. So I'm, I'm on to this, ladies and gentlemen, having written on Freedom of the Press. And by the way, as a side note, have you, met, have you noticed how the analysis of the press, and especially in the New York Times, by conservatives now, is all over the place and every day like it wasn't before? Now conservatives, conservatives in the media (coughs) are scrutinizing, particularly the New York Times, and as you know, I have a whole chapter on that, and scrutinizing the rest of the media the way they never have before. This is what I meant about us starting a movement. You and I have started this movement, this pushback movement. I take nothing away from the president. He called him out first fake news, but I'm not talking about that. The ability to see how the New York Times manipulates a story or a pseudo-event creates a story, or pushes propaganda like the nation began in slavery. You are now on, 
able to unravel it. And now you're seeing other hosts and anchor people do exactly the same thing, having read on freedom of the press. I'm just telling you what's going on. This is exactly what I hoped for. Exactly what I hoped for. And when you sell almost half a million copies in all forms, this is what happens. If we get to a million, it'll even be bigger. But people now understand the media. They understand it's not a free press in the sense of trying to find and report objective information, the objective truth. And people are now able to analyze what the New York Times has done with special scrutiny that they didn't have the tools to do before, as well as CNN and the rest of them. It's, it's a wonderful thing to watch when you help launch something like this. You and I, we did this. And so I'm on to the, the leftists in the Israeli press. Again, they're not all, but, but too many, most. And they hate Netanyahu. So I must have spent 20 minutes, give or take, on the phone with this reporter from the Jerusalem Post. And he was the most contentious, of course. And he left probably 95% of what I told him out of the story that appeared this morning in, in Israel. He twisted what I said when I talked about the allegations against the prime minister against this, by this attorney general. And that in one specific case, the fact that the prime minister, if he did, asked for positive news and gets positive news is not a crime. And the fact that he may, uh, he may want to assert policies and make policy changes that opens up the media to more competition, that's not bribery. And I said there's no direct evidence of a specific example of a news story positive to the prime minister appearing on this press outlet in exchange for a specific regulatory act. Nothing. So this reporter goes back to the Attorney General report. They're basically, you know, burping up what this Attorney General said because they want to believe it. And lists a variety of times when the Prime Minister got positive press. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Let me give you a couple examples. Do you know of any politician that doesn't ask the media for positive press? When a let, let's let's look at it this way. When a committee chairman, Democrat, Republican, Knesset, Congress, wherever, contacts a person in the media and says to the person in the media, I have a piece of information for you. Based on my chairmanship of this committee, I, I have access to information and I want to give it to you. But in exchange I want a positive story. And they say, Okay. Is that a crime? Is that, a, is that bribery? A quid pro quo, a positive story in exchange for information? No. It's not a bribery under any circumstances. Or you need to take crime tape and wrap it around the Knesset, and wrap it around Congress, as I say, or wrap it around every news outlet. And so this allegation by the Attorney General, who's a lightweight, who used to be an ally of Netanyahu, and, and you got a lot of people who turn on the prime minister. It's very bizarre. Because they want to advance their own careers, among other things. This allegation's bogus. It's very long. The attorney general there goes into uh, lecturing the press about their ethical duties. He's no expert on press ethics. That's not the job of an attorney general. Then he describes how Netanyahu got rid of his... Ministry of Communications and took over the responsibilities himself. Uh, 
was promoting certain policies. Well, so what? So what? Give you another example. Let's say that uh, Obama's in office and a couple of conservative news operations want to combine and make a really big, strong one. But he knows he gets negative press from these news outlets that want to combine and become stronger. And his antitrust investigates and says, you know what, we're not going to do that, that's too strong. And Obama applauds the decision of the antitrust division. Is that bribery, Mr. Producer? It's ridiculous. Well, in, a, in, in essence, effectively, this is what they're hanging over the prime minister's head, one of three examples. So what did this guy at the Jerusalem Post do? He did what a New York Times reporter would do, what a Washington Post reporter would do. He uses the occasion of, of asking me and interviewing me to just regurgitate some of the allegations against the attorney general in his report about the positive news that he got. Well, how is that a crime? It's not. And here's the other problem, though. The vast majority of Israelis are not going to read hundreds of pages like this, just as the vast majority of Americans didn't read the Mueller report. They're going to listen to news reports. And in Israel, the, the, the left has a bigger control over most of the media outlets than even in our country. So the Jerusalem Post proved my point by the way they reported on what I said. And I would challenge the Jerusalem Post to actually release a transcript of what I said if they recorded it. They may have. I don't know what the rules are in Israel. I have no problem with it. Go ahead and release the whole thing. And by the way, do it immediately because the election's coming up in Israel in uh, short order. It's, it's Tuesday, it'll be in tu- Tuesday in Israel tomorrow, but again, they're seven hours ahead. So I'd have encouraged the Jerusalem Post to release the whole transcript, if they have it. And then they'll also see the reporter was egging me out. So you're saying it's the entrenched bureaucracy, it's the establishment out to get now. He must have asked me that two or three times. I said, yeah, probably them too, and I went into that. But it was typical. Of a, uh, of a liberal journalist not seeking objective truth, not wanting to hear, quote-unquote, the other side or different sides, pushing a narrative, pushing their propaganda, just like the New York Times. Because I've studied this so thoroughly now, and I've written the, uh, the premier book on the subject, Unfreedom of the Press. You know, I'm ready for it. I see it. It's all around us. I, I would be shocked potential exists if the people of Israel go for this guy Benny Gantz, many of you don't know who that is he's a former general who served under Netanyahu and his government uh, and he's teamed up with a guy by the name of Lapid former Likud type uh, they call their party blue and white blue and white and what that party is doing now is they're campaigning, trying to get the Arabs to vote, because a lot of times the Arabs, or at least half of the Arabs who are eligible to vote, don't vote as a protest. They're telling them, please do vote. Vote, 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 because we will represent your interest too. Okay, fine, no problem. 
And then they, uh, they take different positions on different things, trying to cobble together whatever kind of coalition they can. And this guy, Gantz, was soft on the Iran deal. Among other things, he said that there's some good things in that Iran deal. There are no good things in the Iran deal for the United States, for Israel, the rest of the world, only for Iran. Look at them. And he essentially was telling uh, people who opposed it that they were being hysterical and so No, they weren't being hysterical. They were being sober and thoughtful, and they understand the enemy. You know, there's generals and there's generals, right? There's generals and there's generals. And then this guy at the Jerusalem Post says, well, you know, there's, there's several generals who, or a few generals who, who've lined up with Gantz. I said, how many? Three. I said, you only have three generals in Israel? I guess you have a lot of generals in Israel. Well, that's right. We have a... Then he said, well, what about the former head of Mossad? You know, our equivalent of the CIA. A former head of Mossad. He backs Gantz, too. I said, we have a former head of our CIA. By the name of Brennan, who's a disgusting disgrace. And apparently this former head of Mossad trashed all of Netanyahu's supporters. According to this guy from the Jerusalem Post. So what does that make you think right away? The guy's a jerk. But what do we care anyway about any of that? And I've said, and I'll say it again, after World War II, shockingly, the British voted out Churchill as their prime minister throughout the Tory party. Can you believe that? People look back on that in shock. And I said... With the rise of Iran, with Netanyahu's success, and his alliance with our president and our country, the strongest this alliance has ever been, and his ability to deal with Putin and the Russians and all these other issues, and have a booming technology sector because he's taken off a lot of these socialist regulations that they had in Israel. I said, I, in my humble opinion, I don't think they will although it's supposed to be extremely close. They have a very weird system there where you have to cobble together a coalition with these tiny little parties, so it's possible that if the Israelis vote out this prime minister, their Churchill, they'll regret it one day. I feel that same way with our president. We vote this president out, and one of these absolutely insane buffoons is swept in, we will regret it. Who do you think wants Netanyahu to lose? The Iranians. Who do you think wants Trump to lose? The Iranians. Think about it. I'll be right back. Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices, guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C., 
Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Because there's a number of points here, but I think most people are missing the biggest point. The left and the media see Brett Kavanaugh as a soft target. For what? To turn him into the next suitor? Or somebody of that ilk? They're going to keep pounding him and pounding him. Until they can intimidate them into their category. So when he sits there in a cloistered environment in his office, maybe with a clerk or two or three, developing and then writing his opinions, that he'll have in the back of his mind appeasing the New York Times and appeasing the left. That's what this is about. Intimidation and threats. I don't know how many more times I can point this out, but the New York Times is a sleazy operation. Which is why you should read chapter 6 of Unfreedom of the Press, which helped launch what is now people taking a very, very careful look at that news operation as well as the others. I mean, how do you miss the Holocaust? Well, they didn't. Well, why would you cover it up? But they did. Just think about the last year or two, how much has come out about the New York Times, their inaccuracy, their agenda. Or most of the rest of them. To do a story on the New York Times based on two of the reporters, a book coming out in order to promote them and their book in the New York Times and to take an excerpt and to so edit it as to leave out a fundamental fact with the intention of misleading your readers and misleading the rest of America, knowing full well what the New York Times says is picked up by the rest of the media, is an egregious abuse of power under the First Amendment. It's yellow journalism at its worst. It's Soviet-style writing at its worst. As it continues to prove again and again and again why it's not a real serious news operation. Oh, there's news from time to time but that's not really its core objective. So I'll address this issue the way that I address this issue when we return. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, So we have an effort now by the New York Times and the Democrats to try and intimidate and threaten a Supreme Court justice. No more talk about an independent judiciary. 
Can you imagine? When President Trump dared to question what the court had been doing and so forth and so on, you heard the cacophony. They're howling hyenas in the media. You heard them. But here we have direct attacks. And as a matter of fact, we have virtually every, not all, but virtually every Democrat running for the presidential nomination of their party calling for the impeachment of Kavanaugh. They don't even have all the facts. Now, this word impeachment that they keep throwing around for the Democrats means anyone to whom they lose an election, anyone who winds up on a court who they don't want to wind up on a court, they're now threatening to remove them. This is the fascistic, tyrannical mindset of the modern-day Democrat Party that celebrates AOC, Talib, and Omar. And, of course, the Democratic Party press. So, as our friends at Right Scoop, Daily Wire, other places point out, and, of course, the New York Times itself, So the New York Times wrote an article, as they write at Right Scoop, smearing Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh over an obscene accusation that wasn't even substantiated. They took it from a book, two of the reporters. But they didn't take it all from the book. They took a portion of it from the book, and they left out the most important part. And the first one to catch up on this was uh, the great Molly Hemingway of the Federalist. Now, this is the section from the book tweeted by her. Quote, we also uncovered a previously unreported story. They write this in the book. Mr. Kavanaugh in his freshman year That echoes Ms. Ramirez's allegation. Now, this Ramirez made an allegation that uh, was so absurd that back then, not even the New York Post and New York Times ran with it. A Kavanaugh classmate, Max Steyer, who, by the way, was a Bill Clinton lawyer who took on Ken Starr, and Kavanaugh was on Ken Starr's staff on impeachment saw Mr. Kavanaugh with his pants down at a different drunken dorm party where friends pushed his, I'll use, genitalia into the hand of a female student. Now, let's just stop there for a second. This is sick. This is where the Democrats drag us all the time. Into genitalia world and into their sick fantasies. How would you even do this? His pants are down. Friends pushed his genitalia into the hand of a female student. Does that even make any sense to you, Mr. Producer? And here we are having to discuss this because the New York Times puts it in front of us. They're sick. Mr. Steyer, the Clintonoid with the hemorrhoids, a Clintonoid lawyer who now runs a nonprofit organization in Washington, had notified senators in the FBI about this account. But the FBI did not investigate it. Mr. Steyer has declined to discuss it publicly. In other words, the FBI dismissed it. Now, the New York Times authors write, we corroborated the story with two officials who have communicated with Mr. Steyer. Then there's a semicolon. The female student declined to be interviewed, and friends say she does not 
recall the episode. The female student declined to be interviewed, and friends say she does not recall the episode. The New York Times left that out of their story. You believe that, Rich? They left out the part where the lady, back then the young lady, who was supposedly the, the unwilling recipient of the genitalia that was pushed into her hand, says, I don't recall that. Now, I think she'd recall that if that happened. Don't you, ladies and gentlemen? And her friends say she doesn't recall it. So how the hell do you leave that out of the story? Now, immediately, the Democrats running for president call for the impeachment of Kavanaugh. They don't know anything. They don't have any facts. But they want him impeached. Because of their fascistic, tyrannical mindset. And other news operations picked up on it and ran with it. And ran with it. They pushed it. This is the state of the press in America today. Of course, their primary target is our president. But anyone in his orbit, anybody who's ever been in his orbit, anybody who dares to vote for him, support him, speak out for him, needs to be destroyed. Needs to be pushed around. It's that and more. They see Kavanaugh as weak, as soft, and he's, some of his opinions have been. That's not justification for any of this, this, this endless pursuit and character assassination. But they want to weaken him. They want him to be thinking about them and their ability to destroy a person's character through propaganda. They want him to be thinking about them when he sits down to write an opinion and votes one way or another on a decision. The New York Times is saying, in so many words, you either go hard left, like we have successfully persuaded other justices to do, who were appointed by Republicans, or this is the kind of treatment you're going to get. I think John Roberts is aware of that. He gets praise when he sides with the left on Obamacare. He gets praise when he sides with the left on the citizenship issue with respect to the census. But they don't, they don't know enough about Kavanaugh yet. They're trying to really soften him up. So much for an independent judiciary. So much for an independent Supreme Court. You need to understand the left, and most of you do. They play for keeps. They play dirty. They seek and destroy. That's the nature of their ideology. Our philosophy is very tolerant. We want debate. We don't want to engage. We want to persuade. We want to limit the power of these individuals. You can agree with them, great. You can disagree with them, great. But we need to limit the power of government so we can still be a free people, whatever you think. That's not their attitude. This New York Times still has on staff the anti-Semite 
was senior editor with his outrageous posts on social media, public posts, and he was an adult. Happy Jew year and all the rest. Still there. They went underground with a guy, tried to keep it quiet. He's still there. The same New York Times that ran those anti-Semitic cartoons. Oop, we made a mistake. The same New York Times that lied about the so-called Russia collusion scandal for years. They're proud of it. They got two Pulitzers. The same New York Times that has been pushing America was born in racism and will always be a racist society by lying about American history and pushing it into our school systems. That New York Times. The same New York Times that had no problem whatsoever sitting on its its hands, if you will, even though it knew what was going on in Nazi Germany to the European Jews. Sitting on its hands, if you will, even worse, pushing propaganda on behalf of Stalin through its ace reporter, Walter Durante, in Moscow in 1932-33, when Stalin starved to get death up to 10 million Ukrainians. They had no problem with that. And yet there's still the gold standard. I heard somebody on cable today said they really messed up this story, but the New York Times is a great newspaper. No, it's not. It's not a great newspaper. It's pushing impeachment. It's pushing the destruction of our various institutions. It's pushing horrible lies about the founding of this nation and the principles of this nation. It's a disgraceful operation. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. You know, the president says about certain of these news operations that they're the enemy of the people. They are the enemy of the He's not talking about the First Amendment and freedom of the press. He's talking about the way certain media corporations, certain media corporations, are using the First Amendment to destroy the First Amendment, are using freedom of the press to destroy freedom. How else to explain it? The president's not proposing any 
broad government action against media outlets. Like John Adams did. Like Abraham Lincoln did. Like Woodrow Wilson did. Like Franklin Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt did. Like John Kennedy and LBJ did. Like Obama did. He's not doing any of those things. But he's calling them out. And for that they hate him. And they hate you. And they hate Kavanaugh. See we all stand in their way. To this magnificent, drone-like, zombie-like paradise that they wish to create. Where they get to decide what the news is. Where they get to decide what's important. Where they get to decide how you live. Climate change, abortion on demand, you know, stuff like that. Can't tolerate diversity of viewpoint, certainly not in the newsroom. But they've gone far beyond all this now, ladies and gentlemen. Far beyond. They're in a seek and destroy mission. And their number one target is Donald Trump. And their number two target is anybody else who's in his circle. Whether it's the nearly 63 million people who voted for him. His appointees, people in his political party, people in his family, people in his businesses, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You see this prosecutor in New York? New York City prosecutors have subpoenaed President Donald Trump's tax returns. A person familiar with the matter told the Associated Press on Monday. In other words, the prosecutor's office leaked it to the Associated Press because it has the biggest reach given it's a wire service. The endless, constant attempt to burden this president, and hence the republic, to destroy his presidency, to distract this president, to undermine his administration, by the cabal of the left-wing media, the cabal of left-wing Democrats, the cabal of of left-wing prosecutors, just goes on and on and on. That's why I call them and their mindset fascistic and tyrannical. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr., his father, Cyrus Vance, who was Secretary of State for a short period of time, was an incompetent clown. Recently sent a subpoena to Trump's accounting firm seeking the last eight years of state and federal tax returns for Trump and his company, the Trump Organization, according to the person was not authorized to speak publicly about the matter and spoke on the condition of anonymity. So here you have a prosecutor's office leaking, and you'd have to be a fool not to believe that that they're not coordinating with the Democrats, the National Democrats on Capitol Hill, just like the Attorney General of New York is. Vance, a Democrat, subpoenaed the Trump Organization last month for records related to payments Former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen helped arrange to the porn actress Stormy Daniels after she claimed she had an affair with Trump. This has nothing to do with New York law. Nothing. New York State or New York City. Nothing. There's no campaign violation, so they're pretending they need to look into a tax matter, among other things. Vance's office declined to comment money on the tax return subpoenas, the news of which was first reported by the New York Times. 
I've been calling them the New York Slimes even before I was on radio. I see Laura Ingham has picked that up. It's very good. She should, and so should everybody else, because that's what it does. It's slimes. The accounting firm Mazars USA said in a statement that it will respect the legal process and fully comply with its legal obligations. So they're not saying anything. Firm said it believes strongly in ethical and professional rules and regulations governing the accounting industry and does not comment on work it does for clients. So what they're trying to do now is intimidate the accounting firm and run up their legal fees because Mr. Vance Jr. is using taxpayers' dollars to do everything that he's doing, much like Mueller did. A lawyer for the Trump Organization, Mark Mukasey, said he's evaluating the situation and will respond as appropriate. Federal prosecutors in New York and Washington spent months probing payments made during the 2016 presidential campaign. This is an AOL story. To two women who said they had affairs with Trump, including Daniels and model Karen McDougal. I just wish the media had been so hot to trot on Ted Kennedy and Chappaquiddick. Don't you, Mr. Producer? Cohen, who made one of the payments himself in a rage for American Media Inc., the parent company of the National Enquirer, to pay the other pleaded guilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. The U.S. Attorney's Office in New York confirmed a court last month it was finished investigating the payments. So you see, there's no end to this. U.S. Attorney's Office found nothing. I told you before, there's nothing. There's no violation of law. Doesn't matter. Now comes in reprobate. Backbencher Cyrus Vass Jr. Hard to get elected as a Democrat in New York, you know. Let me take a whack at this. Maybe I can get it. I'll go after his accounting firm. Who else wants this information? Elijah Cummings. They just keep coming at him and at him from every corner. Just a wave of subpoenas, federal, state, local. No president should have to go through this. And trust me, if this had been Barack Obama, the media would be appalled. None of this would be going. Notice Republican DAs, Republican U.S. attorneys don't do this stuff. Mark, what about the Southern District in New York? Well, that idiot Republican U.S. attorney recused himself a long time ago. So the, uh, so the staff is in charge now. And, of course, they're objective civil servants, aren't they all? I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day 
with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, in a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history, who's defending you in Washington? Who's defending those principles? Who speaks for we, constitutional conservatives? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, that's who. AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits while boldly defending America's priceless constitution, sacred history, individual liberties, and basic moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security, freedom of speech and religion, and values articulated by Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump, like strong defense, limited government, lower taxes, and a sovereign federal government. Hard to believe we're here, but we are, and AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices, and preserving America's core values for the future. They oppose the rise of socialism and the so-called Medicare for All, which, of course, is Medicare for nobody. If you are not an AMAC member, you really should be. They have great discounts and benefits on top of the rest. Next election will determine the nation's future. We will either be true to America's noble past and principles, or we won't. Sign up today, folks. Go to amac.us, A-M-A-C.us. That's amac.us. So, even though the accuser, the supposed accuser against Kavanaugh says, I don't remember any of that, with the genitalia being shoved, his friends shoving Kavanaugh and his genitalia into the hand of a woman is so ridiculous and sickening, the imagination of the left and the New York Times and their reporters. Kamala Harris has asked about it on NPR National Pubic Radio. I mean, public radio. But listen to how this is set up. Cut one, go. Now, you're a former prosecutor. Are now, let's you stop. Not- this is the way NPR does it. You're a former prosecutor. But she actually asks a good question. I'm shocked, but it's true. Go ahead. Now, you're a former prosecutor. Are you not troubled by a lack of evidence here? Well, I, I, I would um, say that the fact that someone does not remember the details of the incident doesn't mean that there's lack of evidence. All right. So, folks, this lady is not qualified to be a lawyer, let alone a president. She is so driven by her desire to have power. She's a mental case. That's right, I said it. She's a mental case. Go ahead. There are other witnesses who can establish that. So who are these witnesses, and when will they be questioned? Under oath by the FBI. Go ahead. And so I wouldn't say there's no evidence. Um, and, and it is also, I excuse me, say, excuse me. The person who has said that this was done to says she has no memory of this, and her friends say the same thing, that she said she has no memory of this. 
But she's not done. Cut two. Go. It's worth noting, though, that the the witness has not established that this, in fact, occurred. He was a male classmate of of this woman. Uh, he not says just it, a male classmate of this woman. It's a Clinton lawyer during the Clinton impeachment who was defending Clinton in his genitalia against Ken Starr and Brett Kavanaugh, who served on Brent Starr's staff as an independent counsel, an associate independent counsel. So even that's not stated accurately. It's a Clintonoid. Go ahead. Happened, but, but no one has proved that it's happened. Does that trouble you? But, but you're getting to exactly the point. Someone should investigate that. Yes, we need to have more investigations, even though it's denied by the supposed victim. We need to investigate and keep investigating, investigating, just to create the impression. Somebody should say to Kamala Harris, tell me, so a group of friends push, push, Brett Kavanaugh, and his genitalia into the hand of a young lady, an unsuspecting young lady. Is that even possible? I'm just quite, you know. But they're witnesses. No, there's one lawyer who's a Clinton guy, and that bastard ought to be dragged in front of a grand jury, quite frankly. This is all an effort to affect the Supreme Court, to intimidate a Supreme Court justice, to crush his will to actually apply the Constitution. Now we have Amy Klobuchar, who pretends to be a moderate. Isn't she the one that was brutal to her staff all the time, Mr. Producer? How come they don't report those stories anymore? She's a hothead. Another nut job, may I say, with all due respect. Not. Amy Klobuchar on ABC's This Week, where the discussion can't get more disgusting. Got three, go. My views on Justice Kavanaugh are very clear, George. I think most people remember my questioning of the justice. Actually, nobody remembers your questioning. Listen to these egomaniacs. Nobody remembers your questioning. Most people don't even know what the hell your name is. Most people don't know anything about you may I say. Go ahead. And uh, he went so far as to ask me if I blacked out and had to apologize to me. Well, I, I, the only problem there is he should never have apologized to you. What you did was sleazy. Go ahead. I strongly opposed him uh, based on his views on executive power. Now, these are Democrats. You know, when I'm president, I'm going to outlaw guns. You know, when I'm president, I'm going to issue the... A, a fiat, a 2% on, uh, on, your, on your wealth. When I'm president, I'm going to get rid of ICE. When I'm president, you know what? We don't really believe in all this power in the executive now, do we? No, yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And by the way, the massive bureaucracy is part of the executive branch. Health care. We're going to destroy private health care. Yay. But I don't believe in an all-powerful president. Oh. I'm so confused. I think I have a concussion. I think I need the concussion protocol, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. 
will continue to haunt our country, as well as how he behaved, uh, including... Uh, the All right, LED. shut up, you idiot. Let's take a call or two, shall we? I think we will. George Farmington, New Mexico, the great K-E-N-N. Go. Good evening, sir. Uh, By the way, don't you wish that somebody would put a montage together of all the pompous Democrats who repeatedly, condescendingly asked Donald Trump if he was prepared to accept the results of the election back when they were Mm -hmm. so cocksure that Hillary was going to win? Good point. Uh, You are exactly right on this Iran business. You do not, you know, you do not negotiate with people like this. They're just, all they are is playground bullies. You do not negotiate. If you negotiate or appease a playground bully, he will just come back. He he will be emboldened to do more. You give him your lunch money today, he's going to come back tomorrow demanding twice that much. No, you're right. But if you pop his face inside out, and, and you don't even necessarily need to do that, but just the credible threat that you will do so, and your bullies are usually going to go pick on somebody else, you know, a weaker person. Uh, and You, you apply you that know, to Iran. Exactly. All they are is just playground bullies with a military and $150 billion at least in their budget. Well, they, they're, they're a serious threat. They're a very serious threat, and they demonstrated that. And all these code pink Republicans were going to create a very, very devastating and dangerous situation with their appeasement. Uh, uh, Iran showed us that they're getting, uh, they're getting very good at this. And I would encourage the president to really put the screws on this country more. I don't know why we have waivers, five or seven waivers. I don't know the genius of the State Department who's orchestrated that. He's an old Bush guy who wants to be head of the NSA. I just read it in the paper. But uh, that would be a disaster. But they ought, to, they ought to tighten every screw they have economically on Iran, uh, and that'll help turn their own military against them. George, excellent call, my friend. Don't hang up. I'm going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. And thank you for your call. Dustin, Merced, California, the great KVML. Go right ahead, sir. Hi, Mark. Um, I was just, I have to agree with the other caller. I was going to say I have, we should not have any, any think, second thoughts about dealing with this threat of Iran. We have three problems on our hand. One, Iran has destroyed hundreds, killed and slaughtered hundreds of our soldiers in uniform. Yes, they have. Second, and second, they said they will destroy us and all of our allies in the Middle East and our allies in the in Europe. So how we can't even trust these guys to do anything except try to kill us. That's the only thing we can do that we can actually trust them with because they have gone back. Have you on- noticed they keep saying, and they said today, we're ready for war with America. We're oh. ready for war with America. We're ready for war with America. So tell me, and I mean this, why is a United States senator, the junior senator from Kentucky, Rand Paul, escorting this jerk? This foreign policy mouthpiece propagandist from Iran escorting him around the United States, repeating his propaganda, pressuring the president of the United States to meet with him. The hell's wrong with this guy? He's just mentally off. I don't don't think he's mentally off. He's ideologically obtuse. That is, 
He's a chip off the old man's shoulder. And the old man, Ron Paul, you know, is really, a, a, in my humble opinion, a whack job. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Car Shield, ladies and gentlemen. You know, few things in life can change your entire outlook on the day. Call from your boss asking you to work the weekend. Early construction right outside your bedroom window in the morning you wanted to sleep in. Now, those will ruin your day. Or how about when your check engine light comes on? That usually means thousands of dollars in repairs. That's why I have CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. And they also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims and they're ready to help you. Don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate extended vehicle protection like we did on our 2010 Camaro. Call 800-CAR-6000, but you got to mention code LEVIN. Or visit carshield.com. Use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to save 10%. That's the magic word, LEVIN. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. Uh, we have this, and I want to strongly suggest that you get it too. They are the best. They are terrific. They've been with us a long time, and that's why. Let's take a call. Charles, Sunnyvale, California, the great KSFO. I'm sure they have a memorial to me there on Waxwing Avenue, don't they, Charles? I would hope they would. You know, I lived there many years ago. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, um, Mark, I love your show. But uh, this this situation in Saudi Arabia reminds me of another uh, situation that occurred in 1936 in Europe, the Spanish Civil War, where another country was testing its military uh, armament uh, to support the uh, the nationalists uh, with the B uh, the BF 109, which the uh, Europeans and the world later found uh, called the ME 109, and Iran seems to be to me testing its military arsenal as it's as it's developing in in throughout the Middle East. Well, but, let me just like testing it. They just blew out half the Saudi oil production, right? With uh, 
drones that I had not heard that they'd had a tremendous amount of success with. They use, they use drones and cruise missiles. Yeah, the accuracy of their, their weaponry uh, is being proved like the BF-109 in Spain during that uh, civil so war. So what's your point? What's the goal here? I, I think people are denying what's going on in Iran, just like they denied what happened in Nazi Germany in 1937. I, I agree with you. And, and listen to me. Our fifth fleet is presently in danger. Exactly. And, and I mean, so ef- effectively, they can blackmail us right now. Exactly. I think we're facing a similar situation that we faced in uh, Pearl Harbor with the Japanese in our denial and, and our desire to isolate ourselves from what after World War One, We're setting ourselves up exactly the same way in this situation. And we have know-nothings in the Senate, know-nothings in the media, who just go on and on. What's in any of our, what's in any of our business? This country's yeah, reaching yeah. a point where they are a grave threat to our country. This, this world's too small. We can't Can you imagine them having ICBMs of nuclear warheads? Then what the hell are we going to do? Yeah, all they need is one. Well said. All they need is one. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Hey, uh, Charles, don't hang up. We're going to give you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press, and thank you for your service, my friend. Very much. Joanna, Cushing, Maine, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. How's Bahaba doing up there? How's what? Bahaba. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just got home. Um, yes, so yes. I I was uh, calling because, just like everybody else, why are we letting Iran be the bullies? I mean, it seems to me that they have been gearing up towards this for quite a while, and Trump hasn't... I love Trump. I am I'm definitely pro-Trump, but I just feel like he should definitely step in now. I know he didn't when they blew up our... Uh, Look, let's, let, let's be honest. The, uh, the doves in the administration beat out Bolton. And I think, uh, putting aside what the president said, they set him up and knocked him out. Of course. And he was right about Iran. Oh, and, the sec- and the Department of State, with its massive bureaucracy, and the Department of Treasury, with its massive bureaucracy, were wrong. Oh, and, and I'm not talking about an all-out war with Iran, but when it comes to economic sanctions, you, you understand that we've, we've placed waivers on about half a dozen of them, and we should actually implement them immediately. <coughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. Immediately. Without any hesitation to that. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, I think they just want... And, and you and I are going to be called neocons by morons that don't even understand what a neocon is. A neocon was a leftist in the 50s and 60s, some of them even communists, who left their ideologies after they realized uh, that they were wrong, particularly when it comes to foreign policy. They were all Democrats, and they switched over. Many of them became Reagan supporters. I don't know about you, but I've never been a leftist or a Democrat. Have you? Never in my life. But somehow we're neocons. And then we have uh, uh, the warmongers. So Iran is, is provoking. It's aggressive. It is it's committing piracy on the high seas. It's killed hundreds of American troops, including Marines, in the 1980s. 
It attacks Saudi Arabia. It can attack our fifth fleet the same exact way in Bahrain. Bahrain. And they want us to uh, sit on our hands. No big deal. What's this have to do with us? It has everything to do with us. They're developing ICBMs, and they want to put warheads on them, for God's sake. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Well, I see my point about the left's effort to intimidate Kavanaugh and affect the Supreme Court is is being repeated on cable TV. That's good, don't you think, Mr. Producer? We're the point of the spear, and that's okay. Spread the word, baby. Here's Rand Paul on CNN yesterday with Jake Tapper. Well, listen for, for yourself. We'll talk about it after. Cut five, go. Secretary of State Pompeo uh, blamed Iran... And your fellow Republican Senator Lindsey Graham tweeted, quote, it is now time for the U.S. to put on the table an attack on Iranian oil refineries if they continue their provocations um, or increase nuclear enrichment. Your response to Graham. Stop right Obama- here. Stop right. See, Jake Tapper's not involved in any provision of news or information to the American people. This is a game for him. This is this is his career. This is how he was schooled. Just play one side of Republicans against another side of Republicans. He knows exactly what Lindsey Graham thinks. Pompeo slowly has come around. And he knows exactly what Rand Paul thinks. So it's just better to have sort of a uh, a WWE type of event rather than inform their viewers about what's actually taking place here. Cut the rest of Cut 5. Go. I think an escalation of the war would be a big mistake. Escalation of the war? We're not at war with Iran. Iran's at war with us and everybody else. This is a perverse way of... Let's continue. Go ahead. From the Yemeni Civil War. Now we know, as a matter, <coughs> excuse me, as a matter of fact, it didn't come from the Yemeni Civil War. This was a direct attack from Iran, using drones and cruise missiles. The original report, and I posted it, because it was the news story. I have no way of verifying it. Was that it was Yemeni terrorists? But it wasn't. This was a precision attack. That wiped out half, half of Saudi Arabia's petroleum processing capability. $20 billion in damage. 25 key fa- facilities hit with pinpoint accuracy. Jake Tapper doesn't want you to know that. And Rand Paul's operating on false information. But it doesn't matter. He's an ideologue. Foreign policy should be based on one word. Prudence. I wrote about it in Liberty and Tyranny. Prudence. Judgment, virtue, right from wrong, capabilities, strategies, tactics, and not ideology. 
Go ahead. Saudi Arabia is heavily involved in another country indiscriminately bombing civilians. What does this have to do with anything, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about America's national security interests, not Saudi Arabia's. This is the problem with this guy. He's a spongehead. He soaks up what daddy indoctrinated into him and he spews it out of his mouth. He can trash Saudi Arabia all he wants. I could care less. (coughs) Excuse me. These weapons can be used against the Fifth Fleet. And once they're perfected, they can be used against the United States. That's the problem. And he says, well, don't worry about it. Look, Saudi Arabia is bad. We got involved in the Iraq War. It's, uh, you know, four billion miles away. Uh, We're tired of endless wars. Iran's not tired of anything. Hitler wasn't tired of anything. Stalin wasn't tired of anything. I mean, you can't, you, this, is, this is a perverse, enormously, gravely dangerous way to think of things. Go ahead. And then the Houthis are supported by the Iranians, so it's back and forth. But really the Who answer- cares if it's back and forth, pal? We now know that this was a direct attack from Iran. But don't worry. He's a good tap dancer. He'll figure out a way around it. Go ahead trying to have a negotiated ceasefire and peace in Yemen, and bombing Iran won't do that. The other thing I would say is Iran... So he wants to... Is this guy naive like Neville Chamberlain or what? We need a negotiated peace, you see. And this is what he's been telling the president, and this is what he's been telling the administration, and this is what the foreign minister of Iran, a handpicked by the president of Iran, has been telling this doofus. And this is what he's spewing. So he goes on social media and viciously attacks Liz Cheney, who's ten times smarter than he is, certainly in foreign policy. Viciously attacked John Bolton. He's trying to wipe out what I call the realists. Not the go-to-war guys, the realists. Presidents have advice from all kinds of people, but they don't want the president to get this kind of advice. Rand Paul was wrong about Iran. Can we all admit it? Can we all agree? But I like Rand Paul. Who cares? He was terribly wrong about Iran. And Iran didn't just fire off those weapons. Think about it yesterday. They've been plotting and planning for months. Mr. Callsquare, please don't put the conspiracy nuts on. That's not the kind of show I want. Okay? All right, let's go. Go ahead. Military spending is about 17 billion. Saudi Arabia spends about 83 billion. The Gulf sheikdoms around Saudi Arabia that allow. What does this have to do with anything? Nothing. He sounds like a liberal. Just creating a lot of static. Well, they spend this, this one spends that, that one prepares. What does it have to do with protecting America? Go ahead. Arabia spend another 50 some odd billion. So really. The Saudis and their their allies dwarf the spending of Iran. See, this is the thing. They dwarf the spending of Iran. When you're dealing now with with cutting-edge technology, it doesn't matter. And if that's true, Mr. Paul, then why did Iran attack Saudi Arabia if Saudi Arabia is so much more powerful when it comes to their military? It doesn't even make any sense. Go ahead. This is a regional conflict that there's no reason... It's not a regional conflict... They keep threatening the United States. ICBMs are not about regional conflicts. They're intercontinental ballistic missiles. They don't need nuclear weapons to defeat their Arab neighbors. 
with the Fifth Fleet right in the neighborhood. I guess we're supposed to remove it. They're pirates at seas. I mean, even Thomas Jefferson, when there was piracy far away, oh, way over there, way over there. He sent the Navy to destroy them. John Adams wouldn't. Thomas Jefferson did. Go ahead. Power of the United States needs to be getting into bombing mainland Iran. It would be a needless. He doesn't uh, even support economic sanctions against Iran, ladies and gentlemen. Ask him. Go ahead. Of this and those who love the Iraq War, the Cheneys, uh, the Boltons, the Crystals. Nobody loved the Iraq War, you maniac. And to put Crystal in the same phrase as, as Cheney and Bolton is nothing but propaganda. Crystal is a diabolical Trump hater. But there's a lot of people other than Cheney and Bolton who are sober to what's going on in Iran. A lot of people. So why does he try to turn them into pariahs? Because that's what the left does and that's what the radical libertarians do. I'm a constitutionalist, ladies and gentlemen. When it comes to foreign policy, I believe in America first. Prudence. Not a radical ideology that blames America first. And that's what this guy does. Tell me, has he said one negative thing about Iran in this rambling diatribe? One thing, he's attacked Cheney, he's attacked Bolton, he's attacked the other Arab states, he's attacked Saudi Arabia, he's attacked his own country. Has he attacked Iran? Not once. Go ahead. Are clamoring and chomping at the bit for another war in Iran, but it's not a walk in the park, and you have to tell... No, it's not a walk in the park, and having a fifth column in this country... That's all but rooting for the enemy is problematic. Can you believe this guy had his publicist contact my producer to have him on the show to promote his book on socialism? That's a no. He can hawk his own, but the last book was so ridiculous with quotes in there. Some of them, as I understood it, weren't even right. And apparently this guy, Jack Hunter, the Southern Avenger, participated heavily in writing at least one of his books. But I don't need him to discuss socialism. I can discuss socialism myself. If he wants to come on here and discuss foreign policy, particularly Iran, without all the BS that he gets away with on CNN and these other channels, happy to do it. Happy to do it. Cut six, go. This feud between you and Congresswoman Cheney, because I assume you think this is more That's really what he wants. He wants the feud, the talk about the feud. So he's going to allow Rand Paul to take shot after shot against Liz Cheney, who's not even there. Go ahead. And about something more important than just two members of Congress uh, bickering. Yeah, no, I think this is a big issue, you know, whether or not we should stay in Afghanistan. I can't meet a general who can clearly tell me what our national security interests are. All right, I'll help you out there, genius. And I'm not a general. Does anybody know how we got attacked on 9-11 from where it was planned, plotted, launched? They called Afghanistan. It's far away. They're throwbacks to the 7th century. And who gave safe harbor to Al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden? That would be the Taliban. Taliban did. They made it all possible. 
So let's say we withdraw our 14,000 troops. Taliban promises we're going to police Afghanistan. You got to trust us on this, you see. You got to trust us, America. We know what we're doing. Al-Qaeda is already back in Afghanistan. You know what else is in Afghanistan? ISIS. Rand Paul says, why is that our problem? Is this man so stupid he doesn't understand why this is our problem? 9-11 wasn't launched in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Louisville, Kentucky. Dallas, Texas. It's launched way, way over there in Afghanistan. You idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seven hours difference? Well, it's really in a few hours. Really in a few hours. Ilian Omar has uh, a view on who should win that election. I want you to know America, and I want you to know in Israel. As we all know, she's a bigot and an anti-Semite dozens of times over. And she's a hero among the Democrats and in the media. Here she is on Face the Nation. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is she on Face the Nation? Has she done something special? Is she profoundly intelligent? No. She's a moron and a bigot. That's why she's on CBS's Face the Nation, a.k.a. Deface the Nation. Cut seven, go. You were specifically banned by the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, from visiting that country. Uh, he faces a very tough election uh, in the uh, next Excuse few days. me, uh, journalist type. She and the other doofus were banned because they support the BDS movement. That is the destruction of Israel. That's why. People who support the destruction of America from foreign countries do it openly aren't exactly welcomed with open arms by our government either. Go ahead. Um, if he doesn't win, are you going to try to go back and, and do you stand by your call for a boycott of Israel? I certainly hope uh, that the people of Israel make a different decision. Um, and my hope is that they... So the Israeli people need to understand that one of America's biggest anti-Semites and Israel haters, is hoping that Benny Gantz and Lapid, the Blue and White Party, anybody, wins over Netanyahu. And this is the attitude of the anti-Semites all over the world and the Israel haters. And for that matter, they're also America haters, if you noticed. So I want to send the message out far and wide that Ilhan Omar has endorsed any candidate against Netanyahu. Just thought you'd want to know. Go ahead. His existence, his policies, um, his rhetoric really uh, is contradictory to the peace that we are all His hoping. existence is contradictory to peace. This is a real head case. Married your brother. That's what they say. Media is not interested in that. Interested in lies about Kavanaugh. If there was an allegation that Kavanaugh married his sister, I can guarantee you there'd be books written, there'd be 
all kinds of New York Times investigations going on. Go ahead. And receives and receives soon. Um, just right now, if you look at the annexation that's taking place, um, for many of us in Congress, there has been a, a long-standing um, support for a two-state solution. No, there hasn't. You don't support a two-state solution. You support a final solution. So does your uh, your knockoff buddy there, Talib Ayach. In the end, they support a final solution. Yes, they do. Talib infamously had a yellow post-it note over the country of Israel on a map called a Palestine, meaning Palestinian. And this clown's no better. Two-state solution. Go ahead. Uh, and this annexation now... Ah, shut up, you idiot! I mean, really. Face the nation. No wonder these Sunday shows are dying. They're dying. Except for mine, of course. But these so-called Sunday news shows. You learn anything from this show? Was there any news? None whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. But she's on TV. Why? Why are they promoting the bigot? Because they agree with her. That's why. Jack, Columbia, South Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Air Force veteran here. Cobar Towers, 95, Saudi Arabia. Wow. Thank you. Um, I'd like to draw some comparisons to the Barbary pirates and how we've just been given treasure to a bunch of pirates for the last, you know, 40 years and lives. And then Obama actually turned over some wealth. And what has it gotten us? It's gotten our allies attacked. It's gotten us attacked, just like what happened in the Mediterranean back around 1800. And you asked your first caller in the first hour, who should we emulate? And that name would be Thomas Jefferson. He had enough of it, enough of losing treasure, enough of being told what to do. And just You're right, and John it. Adams didn't want to do much. Jefferson did. So do we go with Jefferson or Rand Paul? Well, we definitely go with Jefferson because Rand Paul can't mow his yard without getting hurt. Oh, my Lord. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Boom, boom. You know, Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan has leaked, and it's worse than we thought. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices, folks. No, it won't. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? It increased costs, didn't it? Let me tell you. What it really does. If federal bureaucrats decide that the drug costs too much, say a cancer drug, special drug, the maker of that drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed 75% of the gross sales of that drug from the previous year. This will destroy America's pharmaceutical companies, research and development, which involves heavy capital expenses. 
So we're not going to have the cutting-edge drugs anymore. And when people say, well, they ought to invent, they're not going to. 75% assessed tax will kill any company and put it out of business. They'll do something else. And plus, if the government can tell private companies what they can charge for their products, it's the beginning of the end of capitalism. system that has attracted billions of dollars in investments, developed the drugs people depend on to help them live better and longer lives. The Pelosi plan is a socialized medicine fantasy. She doesn't know anything about medicine. She doesn't know anything about markets. It'll kill the investments needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs and hurt our health care system. I sure as hell hope House Republicans already oppose this. But for the Republicans, the Pelosi plan better be dead on arrival. Or they're going to be blown out. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com. 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 I hope you'll check that site out. Remember Brian Stelter, Helter Stelter? This is a low IQ misgrant, even by CNN standards. And he actually blames conservatives for trying to tear down CNN's CIA Kremlin spy story, which, of course, was torn down by the New York Times, shockingly enough. Hat tip, Daily Caller. Check this one out. Cut 11, go. Uh, Jim, one of the most explosive parts of your report. And by the way, the it's fo- Jim Shudo, who was a, a, an Obama employee, political appointee, and he, of course, moves, swings back, and works at CNN. And he and his story have been totally discredited. Totally discredited. Remember the Russia story? Well, go ahead. Uh, Jim, one of the most explosive parts of your report uh, said the following. You said a person directly involved in the discussions Mm -hmm. said that the removal of the Russian spy was driven in part by concerns that Trump and his administration repeatedly mishandled classified intelligence. Now, here's what's amazing about this. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Trump and his advisors and his administration. This This was somebody who was known beforehand. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Contribute to exposing the covert source as a spy. Now, that is shocking. And many pro-Trump outlets, uh, commentators, tried to tear down that reporting and say it might not be true. Do you stand so by that? So Stelter rep- is trying to rehabilitate him. It wasn't pro-Trump allies and commentators. It was, shockingly, it was the New York Times that did it. The New York Times that pointed out the story was false in so many words. Brian Stelter is a low-IQ propagandist. That's all he is. Gets up every morning, assuming he does, trying to figure out how to get a cupcake, and then trying to figure out how to destroy Trump, Fox News, conservatives, Trump supporters. He's, he's a clown. Go ahead. Later. 100%. We would not have gone there if we didn't trust the sources' involvement, information, and But level. the sources were wrong. And Brian Stelter is blaming conservatives, Trump supporters, and Trump outlets when the New York Times exposed him. Now, in the same show yesterday that thankfully none of you watched, Stelter is upset that the Democrats are screwing up their messaging on impeachment. 
What have I told you now? The media lead the Democrats, the Democratic Party press. I understand some of the backbenchers in this business have been regurgitating that. Like I said, no, they didn't. Ask them when they first said it. Cut 12, go. The I word... President Trump is winning the messaging war about impeachment. Democrats are losing. And I'm noticing that the Dems are under increasing pressure, including from members of the media, to explain their mixed messaging. So here, fa- so here we go. He's up so he's saying, look, you need to keep trashing the president directly. Trash the president, trash him, explain why he needs to be removed. The crimes and lawlessness of Trump and his administration, Trumping. Stay focused, keep hammering. This is my directive to you. I'm one of the lead propagandists, he's thinking. That's my directive. Stop fighting over, you know, whether he should be impeached, whether he shouldn't be impeached, and so forth. Go for it with gusto and be specific. This is Brian Stelter, Helter Stelter. Go ahead. ...to communicate. You know, whenever impeachment is in the air, there are stories about the process, stories about the substance. Process on one hand, substance on the other. This is actually true in all sorts of political coverage. With Nixon, the substance was about crimes and cover-ups. With Clinton, it was about lying under oath and obstructing justice. With Trump, journalists keep uncovering allegations of corruption. Oh, okay. Just keep uncovering them, ladies and gentlemen. Like, name one. Corruption is a loaded word. Corruption suggests criminality. Name one. Not one supposition. Not I'm connecting the dots. Not so-and-so's investigating something. One example of actual corruption. There's no example of any corruption. This guy should not be doing news. He should not be on TV. I wouldn't even let him near the, the fryer in McDonald's. I wouldn't trust him. This guy should be in a padded room with a peephole so we can all look in and watch him bounce around. Go ahead. The list of potentially impeachable... Ah, shut up, you idiot. I can't take you either. Let me talk to regular Americans as opposed to jerks like him, irregular Americans. Didn't I challenge him to a debate recently, Mr. Producer? They never got back to you? You know, on Friday we had a call from a young man named Isaac from Pasco, Washington. He said he is a DACA young man. I don't like calling people that. You are a person. He said, look, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm here on DACA, but I support President Trump. Isaac, how are you? I'm doing great, Mr. Levin. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Anyway, I wanted to give you airtime because it was fascinating. Uh, you raised it, but we ran out of time. So you go right ahead. The floor is yours. Well, um, I just want, like I said, I'm, I've been here since I was uh, about eight years old. Uh, pretty much this is all I've ever known my whole life, uh, is living here in this country. But uh, anyway, uh, I just want to say that I am I am really, really, um, I, guess, I guess I could say happy <laughs> with what President Trump is doing. Because, um, you know, I, I always used to just watch, like, any any and every single news outlet, and man, even in Spanish, he's a racist, he's this, he's that, and then I, I've been listening to you and, uh, like, you basically just talk radio with Rush Limbaugh and everybody, and, and, you know, just to get a, just get out of the regular stuff that's out there, and man, you know, it, you guys should be so worried about your country, I mean, even, like I was telling the call screener, 
I mean, you guys should be afraid of whenever he leaves, wh- whoever comes comes right behind him. I mean, you guys could see that the, the, the Constitution is just under attack constantly, constantly, and nobody's doing nothing about it. Like, seriously. We They're have watching. to figure out how to trade you for, say, Elizabeth Warren. You know why? And th- this is what I don't get. Like, he, they were calling him a racist because he told, uh, what's her name, Elon Mark? Yes. To go back to her, if she if she didn't like it, you know, I would love to take her spot any day. Mm-hmm. Any let me day. let me ask you something, Isaac. How old are you now? I am, right now, I am thirty-five. Well, let me ask I you did. a question: Isn't there a way for you to legalize your status? That is, apply through the routine course of things, even while you're in this country. I, as far as I know, there is none. Really. Yeah, that's what. But if you're outside this country, you can. Um, no, no. unless unless like no, no. But if you're outside this country, you can seek to come into this country legally. So my question is, you're inside this country. Can you seek to be in this country legally? Have you talked to a lawyer or anybody? Yeah, I have. I've, I've, I've. When back in the when when before the I got the DACA, uh, I went to seek. uh, You know. I was well. I, I told you on the call before. I I I, I enrolled in the armed forces when September 11 happened, or I tried to, mm-hmm. and I was denied because of my citizenship. And that's when I realized. Hey, I'll tell you what. Doing. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I can't make any promises. I'm, I'm curious about this, uh, Mister Producer. Let's uh, get me Isaac's phone number. I'm going to try and hook him up with a lawyer to see how this this works. I'm no expert. I'm not looking for any special privileges or special pleading on behalf of Isaac. But if there's a legitimate legal existing under immigration law process, he ought to be aware of it. He ought to be made aware of it. Uh, I'm not encouraging illegal immigration or anything of the kind. And you know what else, Isaac? It's interesting. You were brought here when you were eight years old. A lot of people who are so, so-called so uh, DACA individuals, you know, they came here when they were in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, You know, you were eight. There is a little bit of a difference there. Isaac, don't hang up. We'll get the information. Thank you for your call. I much appreciate it. Not many of you are going to be mad at me, but that guy sounds like a patriot, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? I would trade him for any liberal. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm quite serious about this. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, does it? And look at his contempt for Omar. He said, I'd trade places with her any day. I bet he would. Bart, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hi, Mark. How are you? All right. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm Iranian. I came here back when Carter, what he did back 40 years ago. In when Carter country. destroyed Iran, yes. Yes. And uh, I uh, came down here and about a, a couple of things that you were talking about today, about uh, attacking Iran. Number one, that uh, they economy is destroyed already because uh, they dealing with Russia and Europe and bring everything from outside. So there is nothing inside Iran that is produced, and they closed all the factories or whatever it was, and people don't have jobs. And uh, people tired of that. They they rising up, and if Obama two times he uh, stabbed them to the back. One, no, one he pumped. My, he, you mean he pumped money into the regime? 
one time the money and the other time the people rise up against the regime for the election and he didn't back them up. Otherwise, no. you wouldn't be on this mess today here. But the problem is that if Trump is doing the right, smart way to deal with these people, if you remember when they hit the... Drone. Uh, uh, exactly. And he didn't fight back. These people are waiting to start a war. That's well, maybe so. Maybe they'll get what they're waiting for. I suspect that uh, once you get past the first military tier, it's pretty weak. That's my guess. And I'm also guessing that the people, maybe not all the people, but a sizable number of people are going to rise up against that regime. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, only two weeks left for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chamonix. Right now, when you order Genesel Drawline Treatment, you'll get the classic Genesel for bags and puffiness free. Free today, that's right. Now, here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, one of my favorite cities, raving about the results she saw with Genesel. OMG, I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately. and would recommend to everyone. They have a problem with their jawline. All Genesel products are amazing. Time to stock up on the best skin care or try the luxury and effectiveness of the Genesel at the best prices of the year. Results guaranteed or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Let me repeat that. Hello? Hello? Results guaranteed or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now, and their legendary collagen builder is free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. Check them out. That's three, count them, three free gifts with your order. Only two weeks left, so order right now. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. All right. I think we should spend the remainder of the show, or at least part of it, talking to people. Judy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I decided when I grow up, I want to be as smart as you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You know, Joe Biden called me a smartass. Did you know that? What? Pardon? Yes. Yes, he did. I want to tell you something. I'm calling about this investigations that they're calling on, but before that you were mentioning Omar. So guess what? If Omar wants to ban Israel, why can't Israel ban Omar? I'd like Hey, to- great point. In other words, if Omar wants to boycott Israel, why can't Israel boycott her? You know what? Brilliant point. Why, why didn't she go along with a freshman congressman like everybody else to discover Israel? Because she's special. Oh, yes, yeah, she's very special. She's a bigot and an anti-Semite. She's special. Absolutely. You know, Mark, regarding these pure as the driven snow... What did you say? You know, how do you say my name? Mark. You didn't say Mac? No, I said Mark. All right, I was going to say, where are you from? All right, go ahead. I'm actually from Australia, but that's another story. Wow, you don't sound like that. I know. (laughs) You know what? I love the American accent, so I stupidly... No, not stupidly. Mm. I love the American accent, but I wouldn't mind having dual accent. How's that? Go right ahead. Mark, listen, as far as these pure as the driven snow politicians calling on investigations, 
You know what I'm thinking, Mark? I think there should be some sort of rule or regulation or law, I don't care what, to first investigate these people that are calling investigations. And guess what? I'd start with Elijah Cummings because I happen to know he has a few shenanigans in his closet there, some skeletons. Like he's got all of a sudden $6.5 million in his charity fund. Well, you know, uh, the National Legal and Policy Center has filed a complaint against him. A very serious complaint. Now, let's see how far that gets, right? It's with important. With Cummings? Yes. You know, he's got his fifth or sixth wife. She's head of some sort of Democratic Oh, come on. I think it's third. Baltimore. But who's counting? You're right. She's head of some Democratic head in Baltimore. No, no, no. She's the party chairman of the state. Yeah. And together they have some sort of allegedly pay-to-play charitable setup like the Clintons. All right. Well, we'll see. There is a complaint that's been filed. As I say, I want to thank you for your call just because I want to get another comment. And thank you for your call very much. See, the new tactic of the Iranian uh, pro-Iran ring of the media Republicans and the Capitol Hill Republicans, that is the pro-Iranian wing, is to attack Saudi Arabia. Well, attack them all you want. They're not our friend. They're responsible for 9-11. Okay. What does it have to do with us? If we deal with Iran, it's not because of Saudi Arabia. We're dealing with Iran. It's because of us. Because of their threat to us. But this is how they play the game. If you're going to be a Bernie Sanders leftist and dress up as a Republican, you've got to do these things. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Go BB Netanyahu! Good luck! I hope our friends in Israel know what to do. Vote Netanyahu. See you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.